Oh, don't you love the presence of the Lord? Oh, my, 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 how wonderful. You brought him with you. I brought him with me. And we come together in his name. And there he is. We lift him up. We extol him. We exalt him. Uh, we draw nigh unto him. And he draws nigh unto us. How wonderful. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Aren't you thankful that that uh, he, he can be just as close to you and I as we want to be to him? Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, it's good to see each and every one of you this morning. I'm glad you're here. Hi, Brother A.G. It's good to see you this morning. Hallelujah. Uh, God's a good God. Amen. Would you agree with that? Open up your Bibles uh, to uh, in Acts chapter 5. We'll read one verse, the last verse, and then we'll go to chapter 6. Uh, but Acts chapter 5, the last verse, and then let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 for one verse. Uh, but before, uh, while you're turning there, let me lay a foundation of what the Spirit of God has dropped in my heart. Uh, God is, uh, uh, wanting to do some things within the church body. He's wanting to do some things through the church body. And you and I have got to be very cautious. We've got to learn how to, uh, Cultivate the presence of the Lord. We've got to learn uh, how easy it is to quench the Spirit, how easy it is to grieve the Spirit, because the things that the Lord's going to want to do in the uh, in the very near future as He works in and through His body is he, we're going to be very sensitive to Him because there's going to be great needs, and those needs are going to uh, have to have a level of anointing uh, to destroy that yoke off their lives that's going to require you and I to be very faithful to the Lord, uh, to, to be yielded to Him and stuff. And so this is kind of a preparatory message for uh, for the moment, but it, it getting us ready for what He's wanting to do. And um, so I want to title these words, what the Spirit of God gave me, partnering, partnering with your pastor. You know, Jesus, he's, he's the great pastor. He's our shepherd. Uh, and he's allowed me to have a part as an under-shepherd in that. But you and I, we need to partner with him. In other words, we need to work with him instead of asking him always to work with us. He'll work with us. Praise God. He will do that. But he wants you and I to work with him. Amen. That'll change everything. And so, um, let me... Um, let me just say, you know, there's going to be some um, opportunities to be either dissatisfied or unsatisfied. See, dissatisfied means that you're not happy, you know, and, and uh, but the, with the way certain things are happening or the way certain things are going. Unsatisfied means that you're hungry for more. It's all right to be unsatisfied because you and I need to be hungry for more. But if we're dissatisfied, we need to take it to the altar. Amen. Because the only person you and I got to please is the Lord. We don't have to please anybody else. We please the Lord. And when our ways uh, are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even our enemies at peace with us. Amen. That's your confidence. That's your hope. Um. Look at the last verse, Acts chapter 5, verse 42, just to get the, the, the where we're at as we're going into chapter 6. Acts 5, 42, and daily in the temple and in every house. So there was fellowship, there was ministry of the word, there was, a, there was praise and worship, there was a presence of the Lord, not only in the temple, but in every house. And they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. 
Come on, not man's ideals, not man's denomination, but they preached the word of God. They preached Jesus Christ. All right, go right on to chapter 6, Acts 6, verse number 1. And in those days, when this teaching and preaching, when this was going on, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, multiplied, you and I, we want to see the church grow, don't we? We've got to teach and preach the word of God. We've got to teach Jesus. You've got to exalt Jesus. I've got to exalt Jesus. We've got to work together. And when we do that, it says the number of the disciples were multiplied and there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Verse two, then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Verse 4, But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. Mark that down in your mind's eye. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip. And, and it goes on and names all of these men. Hold that thought in your heart and turn over, like we said, First Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read one verse. Verse number 9. Hold your place in Acts. We'll be back. But we're going to... Look here in, in, in verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. Say, so he's talking to me. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Hallelujah. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Larry. Thank you for being here once again this morning. Thank you for honoring the word. Uh, now, uh, you and I, we've, we've got to understand some things that uh, as, as the body of Christ starts growing and as God starts bringing people in uh, to the body of Christ, uh, everybody's not going to be where you're at. Uh, everybody's not going to be on the same level. Yes, we all serve the same Jesus. We can all go in that same name of the Lord and, and we're born again by that incorruptible word. But uh, you didn't get where you were at. I didn't get where I'm at overnight. Come on, it took some time. And so we've got to learn how to be patient with one another. We've got to learn how to love one another and because uh, love is an action and get those likes and dislikes out of the way. Amen. Uh, I, I was thinking, I was, when we was worshiping the Lord up here on that first song, the Spirit of God, uh, brought to my remembrance, uh, just as clear as a bell. I was thinking about sitting at, uh, Granny Shirley's table and eating cornbread. And, and then I was thinking about eating my granny's cornbread, my mama's cornbread. And I was thinking about eating my mom's cornbread. And then I was thinking about my other grand, grandma on my dad's side. All of those four cornbreads are completely different. I love cornbread, but every one of them is different. Not one is better than the other. They're just different. And so what you and I have got to see is we've got to say, I love one another. Everybody's different. Everybody thinks different. They talk different. They have different likes and dislikes. But it doesn't matter about my likes and dislikes. What matters is I walk in love. Come on, you walk in love. And, and we're going to partner with the Lord. 
And as we partner with the Lord, you and I, we're going to hear the truth spoke uh, in love and we're going to grow up together under the head of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, this is very important because, see, there's maybe some things that I'm going to have to do that you're not going to like. And you've got to make up your mind. Am I partnering with the Lord or am I partnering with some man? Am I partnering with the Lord or am I partnering with the church? Come on, we're partnering with the church, the head of the church, Jesus Christ. Amen. I remember when the Spirit of God brought this to my remembrance as well. When I first got born again, saved, blood washed, blood bought, Don and I hadn't been in church too long. And and, uh, uh, I was working around this one guy and and, uh, he uh, was telling me about his church. And uh, he didn't tell me anything about what was preached or what was taught. The only thing he would tell me about his church, what he loved about his church was that he could go fishing with his pastor and they could drink all the beer they wanted to drink. That's all he wanted to tell me about his church. Now, you know, I'm not talking against anybody or anything, but if somebody wants to tell me something about their pastor and about their church, I want to hear something about this. I want to hear something that's changed. I want to hear something that's different. I want to hear something that is challenging. If you and I, if we're not being challenged, we've got a problem. Because every time that you look in the Word of God and you see where people are drawing nigh unto God and they're walking with the Lord, challenges come, not from the enemy alone, but to be more like Christ. God uses the challenges from the enemy even to help you and I to increase our faith, to become more like Jesus. Amen? All right. So let's get into this. Hold your place, like I said, and let's look at some things. Notice what he said in this uh, verse 9 in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want, to ask, I want you to ask yourself this question. And, and, am I working for the Lord or am I being consumed by worthless work? Am I working for the Lord or am, am I just living life in, in, in a situation where it's really worthless? See, the devil loves to steal your time. He loves to steal my time. He loves to get us so occupied uh, in the natural that we miss out our true calling. Amen. Now, notice what the word of God says in verse number nine. For we are present tense. In other words, the moment Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, even though they have some problems, I have problems. But I've got a solution. His name is Jesus. Amen. So they had some problems in the church, but even though they had problems because they were born again, come on, you you may have some problems in your life, but because you're born again, at the moment you become born again, the word said that you become laborers. Right now, this morning, uh, you are a laborer. Notice what he said, together with God. Now, this means that you and I get to cooperate with the most high God. Come on, we know what cooperation means. We we look at it just from a natural sense that, well, two people get along. No, no. In a biblical sense, when you and I learn how to cooperate with God, that means that we're walking with Jesus as Lord. He is speaking into our life. He's given us the divine destiny of every step that we take. He's ordering our, ordering our steps. He's bringing revelation of himself to us. And there's an operation taking place. It's an operation of the Spirit of God revealing the Word of God, the will of God, the work of God, and we're cooperating with him. He's working in us and through us. Come on, we're in a partnership. Isn't that amazing? Come on, we may hate our job in the natural on this earth, but we can love our job in the spiritual and we can recognize and realize that this job is just in the natural is just for a moment of time. But we're going to be able to serve the Lord. We're going to be able to worship the Lord. We're going to be able to fellowship with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Amen.
Amen. Now notice what he said. For you are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Now, so I need to walk around with my head held high. You need to walk around with your head held high in Jesus because you are somebody. Come on, you, you, you're, God cleaned you up. God cleaned me up. He made us a brand new creature in Christ Jesus, uh, in our spirit. But he, by his word, he's cleaning up our soul, our mind, willing emotions. He's, uh, helping that soul bring this body, come on, into alignment. We are somebody. You are at the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we're in partnership with him. You have a fellowship that you're walking out. Now, let's look at some things. We're in 1 Corinthians. Let, let, let's go to 2 Corinthians just for a second. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And notice something. Verse number 1. 2 Corinthians 6 and 1. He's reminding them what he said. And how many knows we need to be putting ourselves in remembrance what the Bible says about us? We then, as workers together with him. Now, you, and you know that in the Bible, that there, in the original writings, there's no division here. So you, you got to see that verse 21 is talking about you being a new creature in Christ, uh, starting at verse 17, all the way down to that your righteousness now is in Jesus. Is, is, you're righteous by God. And so uh, uh, as you come into chapter 6, then it says that you are workers together with him. You're in cooperation. That's exciting. You're in cooperation with God. You're working. In other words, the thing, the mundrons of life, the, 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 the things that we've got to do in the natural that it gets so boring and so, uh, tedious and all those things, we can put them on the back burner. In other words, while you're doing those tedious things, your spirit can be helping your mind, willing emotions, your soul think about Jesus. Yeah, I'm having to do this, but while I'm doing this, I'm worshiping the Lord. The Bible says uh, to be thankful at all times. So I can be thankful in something that I don't even like in the natural because I'm operating in the spirit. The Bible says to worship the Lord, to pray without ceasing. I can do those things because I'm the temple. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm in a partnership. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you always. Amen. So we're in this partnership. So we've got to remind ourselves and we've got to, to see what God would have us to do. He said, we then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. This word vain means of none effect. See, God's grace is what changes you and I. God's grace is what reveals Jesus to us. And, and, and so by the grace of God, which, uh, uh, is sufficient. Come on. It, it can do whatever is needed in your life. It can do whatever is needed in my life. It will embolden us. It will empower us. It will give us the hope, uh, in every situation. So in, in your, in your life, you're struggling in a situation right now. You're dealing with a storm or you're in a place where, uh, you just really don't understand. Just stop. And say, Lord, I, I know that uh, more than likely you're not going to take me out of this, but you're going to take me through it. Remind me. Put me in remembrance by your word. Give me a word for this situation. Uh, let me cooperate with your word. In other words, let me walk through this storm by the word of God. Not in my own strength, but in the strength of the most high God. Not in my own understanding, but in the God who knows everything about everybody in every situation. Come on, the God who knows it all. So you and I, we could be in that place, in that position where we do not have to be discouraged. We do not have to be defeated, but we're in the place in the mindset that we know who we're serving, who we're working with. Amen.
Notice what he said. He said, for he saith, I have, verse 2, for he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I secured, have I rescued, have I helped thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So it's not a day of defeat. Every day of your life is a day of the Savior, Jesus, the Word to work in your life. Come on, the devil wants to work death. He wants to work destruction. He wants to work discouragement. He wants to work all of those things. I'm not in partnership with the devil. You're not in partnership with the devil. I'm partnering with the great shepherd. Come on, you're partnering with the great shepherd. And so, yes, as you start being challenged in your life to grow in the Lord, the devil's going to come against you. There's going to be things happening in your life to to try to get you and I to back up and all of those things. There's going to be some opportunities for you and I to murmur. But we've got to learn by the word of the Lord, by the help of the Holy Spirit, to close our mouth and ask him to help us. Amen. Come on, I'm preaching to myself. I want to be able to just keep my mouth shut and just smile. I can't do it on my own, but I can do it with his help. Amen. Because that's the kind of God He is. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. We're, we're getting somewhere now. Stay with me. This morning you're going to be blessed beyond measure. The Holy Ghost has dropped this down in my spirit. I tell you what, it's been churning uh, the last couple of days. I just can't tell you how much. We're in the right place at the right time for an attitude change. We're in the right place at the right time for a breakthrough anointing to come on your life and my life to destroy yokes. Amen? Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. Look, drop down for sake of time uh, to verse number 4. Let's look at a couple of verses. Romans 12 and 4. Now, you need to cover the preceding verses. We don't have time in preaching. Uh, that's why if you want more, you need to come on Wednesday night. And Wednesday night, we teach the Bible. We go verse by verse by verse. And uh, if you, you know, if you're hungry for the Word of God, come on Wednesday night where we can take the full context. But we don't have time on Sundays or Sunday nights. Verse number four. For we, uh, for as we have many members in one body. Come on, think about all your members in your personal body. Think about all the different things God's put in your body and then compare it to what he's saying in the spiritual. For we, as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. They don't, they don't have uh, the same practice. So we having... Uh, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members of another. Verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us for the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministry or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. In other words, all of these are a part of bringing the body of Christ together to reach the lost, to reach the unchurched, the un, uh, unlearned, those who are hurting. See, God can't do everything through one person. God can't do everything through through me. He can't do everything through you. He needs his whole body. And you, you've got giftings. You've got anointing. You've got calling here. And according to that measure of faith in the third verse we didn't get to cover, that is in you, operate in your gifting. Operate in your calling. Let God use you. Realize that you're partnering with the Lord. Amen. And, and, and do it according to that faith level. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to bring people to Jesus. Amen. 
They're going to be drawn to the Lord. They're not going to be drawn to you. They're not going to be drawn to a church building, but they're going to be drawn to the one who can save them, the one who can deliver them, the one that can heal them. Amen? All right. So you see that uh, as your body, think about it, you may have pain in a part of your body this morning, or you may have a part of your body that's that's weak or or, or whatever. Uh, I know I do, uh, that, but I'm trusting God. I'm believing God for some things. But and, and so that makes makes my other part of my body have to work harder. That's what he's saying here. He's saying when you realize how important you are in your role in your place, then somebody else doesn't have to fill in that place. Amen. Come on. It made me think about, uh, I think I've got this right, Brother Justin. Didn't several years ago, didn't your mom have a huge puzzle, right? That she, she put together on her kitchen table and she got, when she got that whole puzzle put together, she got down and there was one piece missing, right? One piece. That, I mean, we're talking about a, a, one that would cover a kitchen table, and and she that was she loved to do that, and she would she would uh, seal them over and, and 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 save them, right? But in this one, I remember her telling Don and I was with her talking to her one night, and 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 she finished up this puzzle. There was one piece missing. Now, when you looked at that beautiful puzzle, you didn't see all the beauty of it. What did you see? What does Jesus see when he looks at his body and you and I are not in that place doing what he anointed us, what he called us, what he gifted us to do? Come on, he sees that one piece. He's looking for you. He left the 99 and he went after the one and he picked up the one and put him on his shoulders, amen, and carried him back. God will carry you and I back to the place we're supposed to be if we'll let him do it, amen. This morning, he wants you to see, he wants you to partner with him. Amen. We got to work together. We got to be in this place of cooperation. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. If we, we don't want to end up like the unprofitable servant, we want to make sure that we're not doing worthless work, but we're doing the work of the Lord. Um, look at starting in verse 24. Matthew 25 and verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strong. Is that true? No. Just because you read something in the Bible that's where somebody's talking about God doesn't mean that's the truth. Job had a twisted view of God and people like to take scripture and they like to put God in a bad light. God is good. Nahum 1 7, the Lord is good. You can read all through the Psalms, you can Old Testament, New Testament. God's a good God. I don't want people talking bad about God. This guy here, he's talking about a Jesus that he don't know. Let me tell you, Jesus has never been nothing but good to me. He's never done nothing but help me. He's never done nothing but encourage me. He's never done nothing but reach down and try to pick me up out of my mess. That's the kind of Messiah he is. Amen? So anybody that says anything else, tell them, you don't know the Jesus I know. Amen? This is important. I'm cooperating with a good God, not a bad one. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gathered where I had not strong. Think about it. Jesus is saying, if you thought that's the way I was, then why didn't you do something about it? 
See, he's making excuses. Moses had eight of them, and it cost him dearly. We better put our excuses under the cross, under the blood of Jesus. Verse 27, Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. He said, if that's the way you thought I was, why didn't you at least do something with what I gave you? Come on, you've got something in your life this morning. Let's put it to work in Jesus' name. Verse 28, Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. Mark it down. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Verse 30, And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Unprofitable. We need to have a reality check. Now, don't get discouraged. Don't get aggravated. But we need to have a reality check. Everything that you and I do, it's either of one of two sources. And so we want to be working for the Lord. We want to be partnering with Him. Amen. Uh, and, and so I'm going to stay away from this darkness. I'm going to stay from, away from all of these things. I'm going to walk in the light. You're going to walk in the light. Amen. Come on now. All right. Let's go back to, to, to Acts. We, we look at our other part of our text. Now we're talking about you and I, we're either going to be willing now, uh, we, we were looking at works and worthlessness. Now we're going to be looking at, we're either going to be willing or we're going to be wandering. See, you, if you're not willing to, to work in the things of the Lord, you're going to wander away from it. But when you're willing, you're not going to wander away. You're not going to make mistakes. See, the devil wants to try to tell people, oh, you better let somebody else do that. You don't know what you're doing. Guess what? None of us do. But Jesus does. We're walking with Jesus. Amen. And he's the one that's empowering us and helping us. Uh, now, notice what it says back in Acts 6 and 1. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So uh, anytime that you start bringing in a, a, a group of people and you start adding diversity and, and you get uh, people who are raised different, people who have uh, different backgrounds and all of those things, you're going to have an opportunity for the devil to bring division. And so, uh, uh, here's what happens, you know, because you, you've got the, the 12 uh, apostles, which we, here we could liken them to the pastors of the church, uh, uh, in that sense. And, and you've got them working through this whole group of people. I want you to think about it. They started out, uh, on the day of Pentecost, 120. And here we are, uh, just a short time later, and we know they've got 8,120 at least, because they added 3,000, they added 5,000. So you, you talk about rapid growth. And so in that rapid growth, all of a sudden, those who were uh, uh, Grecian, those who were Greeks, they were Greek-speaking uh, believers, uh, they were uh, being convinced that the, the, the Jewish part of the church was not appreciating them, was not meeting the needs there or whatever. Uh, and, and so there was some murmuring there. And so you and I, what we've got to do is, and we've got to recognize and realize that murmuring is of the devil. What we've got to do, we take our heart to the Lord. We take our need to the Lord. 
And when we take our heart and our need to the Lord, then He can work in that life. If we speak out of our, out of our murmuring, out of our disappointment, out of our discouragement, out of our hurt, what are we doing? We're fueling and opening the door for the devil to be able to bring more of that into our life. Amen? Now, th- this is a very unique Greek word. Uh, th- this word, gungangso, it, 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 it's, it's a word that it, it, you know, what does a cow do? What kind of sound does a cow make? What kind of sound does a clock make? Okay, that's what this word means. This word means that uh, that when you see a cow, you think about a moo. When you see a cat, you think about a meow. When you think, when you hear, see a clock, you're expecting to hear a tick-tock. This is what this word is saying. It's saying, when you see somebody that has not been sanctified, that is not walking in the, uh, in, in the, the teaching, in the, in the admonition of the Lord, you're going to see the flesh. It's just natural for the flesh to murmur. So you and I, we don't have to question when murmuring starts coming out of our heart. We don't have to question whether it's of God or not. It's not. It's of the devil. And so I need to repent immediately and then ask the Lord, hey, give me a word. I'm partnering with you. Give me the word of truth about this situation. And then he'll grab you by the hand. As he touches your heart, he'll grab me by the hand as he touches my heart and he'll take us out of that and we can get back into a place of peace, a place of prosperity. Oh, come on now. I love you. God wants to break some habits this morning. Don't you want to be able to get in a situation where the devil's blacked your eyes before and the devil thinks you're going to act and react the same way you always did and all of a sudden the Spirit of God is in cooperation with you because you first in cooperation with Him and you just walk right past the devil? No more tripping up in that area? Come on. That's what he's talking about this morning. Amen? Verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. See, you and I got to realize that if we're in our place, then somebody else doesn't have to do uh, what... Um, they don't have to... See, see, if I'm not in my place and you're not in your place, you and I, we can't grow the way we're supposed to grow. See, what do you think? Now, this, this is a rhetorical question because... You know, we could get into a lot of stuff, but you just think it over in your head. What is the number one role of your pastor? What's the number one role of our worship uh, pastor, our worship team? Well, what's the number one role? See, a lot of people say, well, the number one role is is preaching the word, is teaching the word. Yes. Like, they would say, no, well, no, it's it's marriages, marriages and funerals. It's uh, hospital visits. It's, it, it's, it's all of these other things. It's counseling sessions. No, the number one presence is to what? Is to be a custodian, a steward of the presence of the Lord. None of those other things will fall in line unless, first of all, you're uh, the, the, the ones who are in a place and position are not honoring, they're not uh, cultivating, they're they're not embracing that fellowship of the Lord. 
All of that has to be first. If that's not first, I don't care how much counseling you do. I don't care how much visiting you do. None of those things will, they're all man-made. They'll all go by the wayside. So our, so if, if you're in your place and I'm in my place, then that frees me up, that frees you up for us to be able to do what we're supposed to do. Amen? And when we work together like that, you know what that means? That means everybody gets promoted. Oh, that's a place to shout. That's the only way anybody gets promoted. Because see, we're lifting up Jesus higher and higher by unity. We're following the government of the church. See, God has a government. He has an orderly arrangement. Let everything be done decently and... Oh, I'm, I'm aggravating somebody. Come on now. I'm telling you the truth in love this morning. I want you to be in the place in the position where there is no limitations. There's no hindrance that you can grow like you've never grown before. Amen. Notice what he said. He said, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. Now, what's fixing to happen here? What's fixing to happen is, is the, the, the 12, they, they hear the need, they hear the murmuring, they hear the complaining, and, and, and they, they get with the Lord and they bring out the plan of God. And as they bring out the plan of God, they said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull the number seven. Let's don't get caught up in just seven men. Let's get up in the number of completeness. God's going to call out a complete number of people from where they're at, and he's going to promote them to the next level. Now, as he promotes them, guess what? There's somebody going to be right behind them. They're going to follow them. They're going to come up right with them. See, because what are we doing? We're exalting the Lord. We're obeying the Lord. We're yielding to the Lord. And as we uh, yield to Him and we lift Him up higher, you and I, were in Him. He's in us. We're coming up higher. Amen? There's partnership there. there there's organization there. there, there there's, a, there's decent and order working of what God would do. Uh, verse 4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So, in other words, because everybody was willing to work together and there was going to be a, 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 a divine line of direction. There's going to be a divine line of anointing. There's going to be a divine line of, of revelation. And, and every person was going to be working in their place and everybody was going to get to be, uh, in a place of getting a reward. Come on, how great. I mean, we're going to heaven. That's the greatest reward of all. But we get to serve the Lord together and get a reward for our servitude. Is that not amazing? Hallelujah. That, that's something to think about now. Um, he said, I want you to pick out these men who are of good report. We, don't, we won't take time to go there, but you, I, I'm going to give you the verses now, and I'm going to trust that you'll look it out. In, in, in Hebrews 11, 2, Hebrews 11, 4 and 5, and Hebrews 11 and 39, this same Greek word is used about good report, but it's translated into different words in the English. But I want you to see how Abel had a good report. I, I want you to see how all the, the those who were in faith in that 11th chapter, how they had a good report. And they got what? They got promoted. They got promoted. And, and so you, you don't be satisfied where you're at. 
But be looking for ways to, to do something for the Lord. Come on. I, as you're, as you're looking to do something for the Lord, He's going to take a willing heart and He's going to give you more and more and more. You say, well, I don't want to do anything else. Oh, yes, you do. You just don't know it. In your heart, there's a hunger there. See, there's, there's an empty place there. See, when, when I'm not serving Jesus, I go out here and I fill that place with everything this world has to offer. If I'll just buy this, if I'll just do this, if I'll just go here, come on, it'll be set. No, no. All it does is just put a bunch of junk. It puts a something square in a round hole that does not work. Amen. And, and, but when I put the work and the will and the way of the Lord in my life, oh, sweet peace, complete fulfillment, knowing that all is going to be well. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 5, look what happens. He said, and the saying pleased a few of them. Wow, have you ever been in a group of people where everybody was pleased? Have you ever been in a birthday party with a bunch of nine-year-olds? Oh my gosh, trying to keep... Everybody happy is a job. But the multitude, they were all pleased because why? They were cooperating together. But they were first cooperating with the Lord. They were walking together. They knew that what was being said was not of man, but it was of God. And they knew it was going to be okay. Amen. Isn't that amazing? So here they are. They're in that place, in that position. And we've got at least 8,120 people. And the same pleased the whole multitude. And then they chose. You see, these seven men could not have been promoted unless first there was unity of the Spirit for them to come together. What am I saying this morning? I'm saying this morning that the devil is wants to keep your mind on yourself, wants to keep my mind on myself, on our problems, on the things that we disagree about. Because as long as we're in that place, we're not cultivating the presence of the Lord. We're, we're not honoring his presence. We're, we're not in a place where we're protecting the presence of the Lord, but we're grieving and we're quenching the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, that stops. Brother Ryan, put uh, Psalms 55, verse 6, I think. Psalms 55, verse 6. Let's see something here. See, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 10 that you and I are to be wiser than a serpent and harmless as doves. See, a, a dove is when is which is a type and a symbol of the holy spirit it's it's very fidgety it won't stay anywhere where there's not peace look what the psalmist david said here he said and i said oh that i had wings like a dove and this remember this is what david said and you have to read the previous verses to see the situation he's involved in for then would i fly away and be at rest so, in other words, the, the, the Spirit of, of, of God, the Holy Spirit of God, is a God of rest. 
And if so, if you're in turmoil, if I'm in turmoil, that we, and we're accepting and receiving that turmoil instead of the rest of God, he's going to what? He's going to fly away. You say, well, that's not that big a deal. It may be to somebody sitting beside you. That might be the service that they get saved. That might be the service that they get healed. That might be the service that they get delivered. We need to get our minds off ourselves because we're cooperating with the Lord and see what he's going to want to do. I'm telling you this ahead of time because there's going to be services where there's going to be a special manifestation and anointing for certain people. And you're going to, if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, we might be a hindrance and a limitation to what God would want to do. Amen. But we've got to tell the Lord ahead of time, Lord, you just talk to me and I'll cooperate. Amen. I'll walk with you. I'll yield with you. I'll be that kind of servant that you'd have me to be. Amen. Okay. Let's look at something and go with me to the book of Revelation in closing. We could look at a much more scriptures, but I won't do it. I don't want to lose you. Before we get to the altar, because that's what this is all about, is hearing the word of God and getting to the altar. Go to Revelation chapter 22. Look at starting at verse number 10. I don't know why I'm reading this verse. This is for somebody this morning that somebody's told you a lie. But this has nothing to do with the rest of what we're going to say, but I'm just going to read it out to you. Revelation 22.10, And he saith unto me, Seal not the the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Uh, You can understand the book of Revelation. Whoever told you that you couldn't, they're a liar. Okay? God don't give us something that we're not supposed to understand. Another study for another time. Verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Why? Because time has stopped as we know it. Look at verse 12. And behold, Jesus said, I come quickly. I'm coming very shortly. Notice what he says. Mark this down in your Bible. Write it on the table of your heart. And my reward is with me to give every man, every person, according as his work shall be. My reward is with me. Mythos. This word is, it means uh, payment for service, whether good or bad. So Jesus is coming. His, the, the payment for everything that you and I have done in this life, it, it's there. Verse 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Aren't you glad? He's the beginning, He's the end, He's the first and the last. He, in other words, your hope, your confidence, my hope, my confidence is in that Lord and that Savior. And I want you to know that everything that you're doing for the Lord, remember what we looked at there in, in Romans chapter 12, whether you're prophesying in the name of the Lord, whether you're ruling in the name of the Lord, whether you're giving in the name of the Lord, all of those things that he was talking about in that context, when you do it in his name, that's going to come back to you. We don't do it for that reason, but what a promise it is. God's a just God. Amen. So we need to be in the place where we're mindful and we recognize and realize that if I will cultivate the anointing, if I will protect that presence of the Lord, that people can be able, I've been in services. 
when the Spirit of God was moving and somebody didn't like what was happening and they quenched the Spirit and the Spirit left and we didn't get to finish what God wanted to do. That's a reward and it's not a good one. Amen? So let's be in the place and the position where we yield to God. I want to close with this thought. I want to show you how there, there, with, with such a, the Bible says, and that's why we started this church. We started this church and the Spirit of God gave us this verse. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. And that's what the Spirit of God kept telling us when we were here and we had just lawn chairs right here. And, you know, we just, uh, uh, had our fifth year anniversary this past, uh, the 17th. But if you'll just be faithful in the small things, God will bless you in those things and they'll get bigger and bigger. Uh, I, I looked for it. I couldn't find it. I tried to find uh, uh, Tori and Cor- uh, K- Kayla's uh, little buddy barrels. You'll, you'll know about this because you was raised in Assembly of God Church. And you'll remember that because from Price Grove, the little buddy barrels. And, uh, the, you know, the, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, uh, missionary, missionary club, BGMC, BGMC. And so anyway, uh, I was looking for them because I was thinking about that. There was a lady who got that on her heart to how to get kids into giving, in, into missions. And so she, uh, at that time, everything that was sent overseas, it was put in a barrel, uh, and it was shipped by freight. Uh, on a freight liner on a ship, uh, to them, and, and, and that's how it was protected. So she thought, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll make these little buddy barrels. Of course, now they're, uh, yellow with that red, orange lid plastic. But anyway, she said, I'll make these and I'll, I'll get the kids involved in, in, in missions. And so that first year in 1948, $1,270 and some odd cents was gave to missions. Now you, you go forward, here we are. Uh, somewhat 73 years later, 70 whatever, $150 million has been given to missions. And it just started because the Spirit of God told that lady, I want you to show the kids how to give. Think about the rewards. Think about out of that $150 million, think about how many souls has been saved. How many people have been healed. How many people have been delivered. She has a part in all of that. See, you have a part in everything that's done in the body of Christ because you're working with Jesus. Come on. You're not an island under yourself. You, 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 you serve a God that knows what he's doing. So this morning, I want you to just stop as we pray and I want you to be honest with the Lord. And I want you to make sure that the, that anything that would be a grumble and a murmur in your life, a stronghold that is hindering you and limiting you, today's the day to let the breakthrough anointing come upon you and give you deliverance. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you have been praying for some things for a long time. And I'm, I, I just, I have to tell you this the way it is. You're not going to get what you're praying for because you're, you're, you're wanting that what you're praying for more than being thankful to the Lord. Steal your heart and listen by the Spirit of God and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every one of these wonderful people. I thank you, Lord, that you would allow us to be alive in this time together. 
that we could serve you together, that we could cooperate with you. I thank you for every person that is here. I thank you for every person that will listen to this message online or in the in the future, Lord, that there will be an anointing there that will destroy yokes, that there will be an, a, a breakthrough anointing that will deliver people uh, to where they can be so in tune with you that that murmuring will not talk louder than the Spirit of God. That grumbling will not grieve the Spirit of God. That uh, lack of uh, of gratitude will not quench and hinder what you would do, Father. Let us be wiser than the serpent, harmless as dove. Let us fly away from those things that don't bring rest. And let us learn how to rest, cultivate your presence, and rest in you. This morning, Lord, deal with us as a father deals with a child. Touch us in the love with your hand upon us and help us get to that place that you'd have for us this morning. Oh, we're quick to praise you for it. Let it be, Lord. Let it be. Let us see. Let there be revelation to each person here what their role is and how uh, you're wanting to promote them to the next level, the next place, the next position. But how it's needful that we all work together and we all here in unity for promotion to come. Lord, let it be. We ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar uh, here at the altars or at the front uh, front uh, chairs, whatever, or at your pew, chair, whatever you want to do. But let's spend some time with the Lord. Let's let him touch us this morning. And let's get into that place and that position where we're in full cooperation with him. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to see who you are and what you've been called to do, what God has in store and in mind for you. He gave you the measure of faith to be able to be successful. We should have read that Romans 12, 3, but you, it, it, he's dealt to every person the measure of faith. You've got that measure to be able to accomplish what God's called you to do.